Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor-advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advised fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's DonorsTrust.org slash Just News. Hello, America, and happy Friday. So glad to be with you. We've got a crazy end to a crazy week in Washington. Republicans have left town for the weekend to go home. They won't be coming back until about Tuesday, barring any major changes. And why is that a problem? Because they have not delivered on 11 twelfths of the promise they made the American people. They promised they would get their appropriation bills passed one by one by one in regular order that the House of Cards that has always been the budget debate in America would be fixed if they were put in charge. And now one week from the end of the fiscal year, only one of the 12 Authorization bills and appropriations bills for federal agencies has been passed. And there is a danger that the government will now shut down in a few short days. Now, they're going home. There's a lot of negotiations still going on. So this is not a dead deal. But it is another sign that the promises that Republicans have made sometimes have just not been delivered. This was a big one, right? We're going to get our fiscal house in order. You heard that a hundred times a week during the campaign in 2022. But the fiscal house is not much in order right now. And the lack of appropriations bills violates a key promise that these Republicans made. Some people are keeping their feet to the fire. Rep. Eli Crane, freshman rep from Arizona, Matt Gates, others, they're trying to force these votes on the bills. If you want to get it done, just do what they said to the American people. Pass the appropriations bills. That's what members like Congressman Crane, Congressman Gates, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene have been saying. And slowly, I think, they're beginning to turn a battleship one click at a time. So it is an interesting moment to watch what's going on in this development on budgeting. Which side of the Republican Party will win? Will the government shut down? Will there be a political blowback because the government shut down? So many very big issues that have to get addressed in a very short time. That said, there's a lot of negotiating going on. People are meeting. People are talking. People are coming up with ideas. People are trying to create a path for the 12th appropriations bills. And much like the way that Kevin McCarthy was elected in a a halting zig and zag way, we might have some zigs and zags over the next week before we get some real clarity. Meanwhile, something that is in a pretty clear path is the advent of the new House impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. Next Thursday, three powerful committee chairmen, Jim Jordan, James Comer, and Jason Smith from Missouri, House Ways and Means chairman, they're going to launch the first impeachment inquiry. It's going to be a flyover. It's going to help people understand the facts to date before new evidence comes. But 
the day before, it is likely that Jason Smith, the Ways and Means chairman, will release some bombshell new evidence. New IRS agents, not the two whistleblowers that originally came forward, Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler, but two additional IRS agents coming forward corroborating the story of slow walking and obstruction in the investigation of Hunter Biden. There also is a bevy of new documents that have been turned over by various agents that give us greater and greater insight into the the level of evidence that existed against Hunter Biden, the sweeping view of criminality that they believe may have occurred on foreign lobbying, tax evasion, other issues, the gun charges, of course. And all of that could get voted out next Wednesday. How do we know that? In a few minutes, you're going to hear directly from the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee himself. Congressman Jason Smith is going to kick off our show today. I'm very excited about that. In the second block, we're going to pivot to Tristan Levitt. He is the head of the Empower Oversight Whistleblower Center. He, of course, is representing Agent Gary Shapley, the first of the two IRS whistleblowers. He's going to come on and respond to all the attacks that these IRS agents have been facing since they came forward, since they came truth. The most recent one, a lawsuit against the IRS by Hunter Biden's lawyers accusing these agents of wrongdoing. Tristan Levitt has a very strong response that you're going to hear that in the second block of the show. And then we'll finish up with a conversation about the economy. The vast majority of Americans, three quarters of Americans, believe the country's on the wrong track, particularly economically. They give President Joe Biden very low marks on his Bidenomics. They're frustrated by continued stubborn inflation, which particularly is felt at the grocery store and the gas station. And the fact that to deal with that inflation that the Biden policies brought upon America, they've now had to raise interest rates so that mortgages are now in the seven to eight percent range, which takes a lot of the Young Americans out of the housing market, the dream of an American home owning it is moved much further down because of the Biden economy. We've got the perfect guest to walk us through, give a drone flyover of the state of the American economy, the state of Bidenomics. Monica Crowley, former assistant secretary of the Treasury, going to join us and explain all that's going on, as well as some of the very disturbing issues on the global front on foreign policy, where Joe Biden also is having a mighty struggle. So today's show, Jason Smith, chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, Tristan Levitt, the lawyer representing the IRS whistleblowers. We're going to finish up with Monica Crowley, one of the great thought leaders in America, also a former assistant secretary of the Treasury under President Donald Trump. That's our show today. Now, before we go, as you know, so many Americans are becoming frustrated that regulators at the city, the state and the national level, including the Biden administration, are beginning to take aggressive action to dictate what sort of appliances you're going to be allowed to have in your home in the future. What sort of gas stove or whether even will be allowed to have a gas stove, the water heater, the furnace, even the ceiling fan at the top of your ceiling that keeps you cool in the hot summer days. If you're frustrated by that, if you're worried that choice in your home, that the long arm of government is coming into your home and dictating how you live in your own castle, well, there is a very powerful movement that has begun over the last few months. You've heard it here. The U.S. Oil and Gas Association, our good friend Tim Stewart, he has launched a new program called Hands Off My Stove. That starts with the attacks that have gone on in regulating gas stoves, making them so efficient they could be driven out of the market. The efficiency standard so high that a lot of Americans are saying, you know, get out of my house, get out of my kitchen. I'll decide what I put in my kitchen. If you're one of those people, if you feel like you need to speak up and join forces with other like-minded Americans to protect 
the current and future interest of your home, the choices that you have as a consumer, as a homeowner, well, here's what you do. You step up to the plate. Go to handsoffmystove.com and sign up today. It's a dollar a month to get involved in this movement. You're going to get a lot for that dollar a month. That's even less than what you can get a soda out of a soda machine today, right? You're going to get weekly updates. You're going to get chances to engage with and intertwine with the regulators in your city, state, and federal government that might be trying to dictate what you're going to put in your home going forward. You're going to get weekly news from Just the News and a special energy newsletter. It's a very cool opportunity. We're very excited by it. Go to handsoffmystove.com today and join if you want to join and make your voice be heard on this very important issue. All right, folks, quick commercial break. When we come back, Chairman Jason Smith of the House Ways and Means Committee bombshell revelations about what's going to come out next week in the Hunter Biden case. We'll have that after these messages. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. 
Welcome back, everybody. There is so much more for us to discuss tonight on the state of our economy, the ongoing budget fight, the upcoming Biden impeachment inquiry hearings coming next week. And lucky for us, we have the perfect next guest to read us the tea leaves. He's the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. Missouri Congressman Jason Smith joins us now. Congressman, it's an honor to have you on. Thank you for being here. It's great to be with you both. Thank you. Sir, I want to head off with that last topic that I mentioned next week, September 28th. I imagine this impeachment inquiry is going to start off with a bang. Testimonies, witnesses, subpoenas flying. Give us a preview. You know, definitely we're looking forward to it. Um, I will be waived on the oversight committee with Jim Jordan and and Jamie Comer, and it will be the the very early stages of of what what is an impeachment inquiry and why are we why are we doing that? And I think you'll see the facts that's coming out. Um, it's we're we're right on track to deliver what the American people deserve to know. Yeah, that seems all they want. They just want the facts. And for a long time, they were denied those facts. But when you made the IRS whistleblowers public, we got a whole lot of facts quickly. And I think it, there seems to be a different feel in Washington about the Biden since that moment. How important have those whistleblowers been to understanding the story and maybe getting past, past some of the blockades of information? I mean, John, I I sat down in the interviewing process with those whistleblowers and we took over 15 hours of of depositions that we ultimately was able to release on June 22nd. And guess what? Since that day, John, not one person who has came forward that we have taken testimony from has countered these credible whistleblowers. These are two individuals that love their job, they love their country, and what they have seen in the course of their investigation uh, for the last five years, from since 2018, has been quite disturbing and they just didn't like it and that's why they came forward. Yeah, remarkable. Mr. Chairman, I've, I've seen this emerging narrative from the left and it seems like every time you or your colleague James Comer put out documents or, or, or what a lot of people would consider evidence. I hear Democrats say that's not proof, that's not proof. And you, I mean, perfect example, these two whistleblowers, one who is very apolitical, one who claims to be a card-carrying Democrat, um, and they say that that's not proof of anything. What, what do you think it will take? What type of documentation, what type of testimony, what kind of materials, what will it take for them to finally admit that, yes, this evidence is actually proof of, of crime? What it will take is them to actually read the transcripts, look at the facts, look at their testimony, look at all the additional individuals that have 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 came forward, whether through a subpoena or voluntarily, where we have been able to interview them. I don't think any reasonable person, when they look at these facts, they don't see that there's a huge issue. We know clearly that Joe Biden lied. Joe Biden said all along that he knew nothing of his son's business dealings. But yet when the whistleblower testimony was released in June, the next day, the White House started saying the president was not involved in his son's business dealings. And just based on the testimony of Devin Archer, it shows that Joe Biden was the critical player, the critical person considered to be the brand. And that is what the Hunter Biden and the Biden family, the Biden affiliates received more than $20 million that has been documented just because of the brand. And then, then of course, these IRS whistleblowers, they highlighted how 
how it was a, a two-tier justice um, system, judicial system, one for an individual, if your last name's Biden, and one for everyone else. We've definitely seen the special treatment according to the, the details from the IRS whistleblowers. Sir, uh, a lot of people think, well, now the whistleblower is over. Nothing's been going on. You've been working behind the scenes in an enormous way. I think you've been able to get to more witnesses and more documents. Can you tell us a little bit about what might be on the horizon for us in the next couple of weeks? You know, if you recall, back in July, we had the oversight um, hearing where the two whistleblowers came forward, Mr. Shapley, Mr. Ziegler, and they were asked several questions uh, um, that they were not able to answer because of what is referred to as 6103. It is it is a statute that protects private taxpayer information. And the only way that this can come public is if it is a vote of an executive session through the House Ways and Means Committee. They said they would provide those documents to us at the House Ways and Means Committee. And in fact, they did. And it's a lot of stuff. And we are, we are pouring through that and we plan to, to release it very soon. And sir, can I just, if I could interrupt just one second for my good co-host, uh, do you have other witnesses that back up uh, Gary Shapley and Joe Ziegler? You know, we had witnesses that we inter that we subpoenaed uh, in the last two weeks that we've interviewed two IRS witnesses that came forward. And guess what? They confirmed what uh, Mr. Shapley and Mr. Ziegler had said. These witnesses have not not denied anything that wow. our two IRS whistleblowers have said. Wow, that's amazing. Mr. Chairman, I, I want to press in on the the. Uh, tax code was 6103 regarding the revealing of private information. You are the chairman of House Ways and Means, handles taxes. You've got these two guys who have uh, storied very long careers with the IRS. It, pretty, it seems like pretty much everyone involved in this is very intimately knowledgeable with the tax code. Um, you now have Hunter Biden suing the IRS, alleging that there was release of personal information. It seems kind of rich, doesn't it? Yeah, well, let me just say this. The the same Hunter Biden lawyers that are suing the IRS under 6103 or whatever they're suing under are the same ones that the IRS whistleblowers highlighted that there were there were instances where those lawyers told Department of Justice employees that if they brought charges against the president's son, it would be career suicide. So mm -hmm. that 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 is according to the IRS whistleblowers that they highlighted. And so that should tell you what we're working with right now. Yeah. And threatened to call the president to testify. Yeah. Absolutely. We saw that through leaked documents to the, you know, the New York Times and Politico. So uh, it's it, it's quite alarming and it goes in so many uh, fronts in, in what this investigation is leading to and, and what you're having to deal with. Sir, if I could just shift to the other topic that's got Washington always on edge, uh, the budget process, trying to get to another year spending deal. I know today we adjourned, uh, the House adjourned for a few days. Can you tell us, uh, sometimes people see that and say, oh, there's no hope, but there's a lot going on behind the scenes, correct? Absolutely. There's a lot of negotiating conversations going on. It doesn't stop and it hasn't stopped the nine months that we have been in the majority. Um, so I, I feel I feel very confident that we will get to a good place. But I, I want to point out, John, 
the the Senate's been trying to pass an appropriations yeah. bill for several weeks. They yeah. said they would pass it two weeks ago, yet they're not able to deliver. So that's quite interesting. Good We're point. the only body that has 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 cared about reducing this reckless spending and also securing our border. I wish one Democrat would just join with us in trying to reduce government spending and to secure our southern border. Yeah. You're exactly right. Sir, we've just got about a minute left. I wanted to ask you because I know you are very passionate about the No Surprises Act. I was at a healthcare facility last week and I asked them about the No Surprise medical billing and she looked at me with ear and headlight eyes act like she had no idea what I was talking about. That tells me that there were flaws during implementation. Uh, can you talk to us about that in the process? Absolutely. We held a hearing this week in the Ways and Means Committee in regards to the no surprise billing and the fact this administration's not been implementing exactly what Congress passed. In fact, it was a bipartisan hearing. It was the shared view of myself and the ranking member that the administration needs to get it right. The law's very clear. Um, get the language right. And we've seen I think it's been four different court cases that's challenged the administration on how they've tried to implement it, and, and they've lost on all those counts. Folks, don't go anywhere. Tristan Levitt, lawyer for the IRS whistleblowers, right after this message. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 98 right now. He is the president of the Empower Oversight Whistleblower Center, and he's our good friend Tristan Levin. He joins us right now. Tristan, good to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me. 
All right, Hunter Biden just sued his dad's government saying, you can't blow the whistle on me and my tax stuff, even though Congress voted it into public. Your first initial reaction to, well, now that you've had a chance to read the lawsuit. This is a ludicrous and a frivolous lawsuit. So clearly there's desperation in the Hunter Biden attorney camp. And these uh, allegations are ones that have already been considered by Judge Noriega when they tried to get her to seal the record. Uh, Hunter Biden's attorneys specifically say the IRS hasn't been trying to stop the whistleblowers from releasing this information, which is because they're protected under the whistleblower statutes from doing so. So this is, again, just clearly a flailing attempt. And we believe it has no merit whatsoever. Yeah. Well, and, and Tristan, I think that for, for most people and, and for me as a layperson, as I have watched interviews with uh, both Joseph Ziegler and Gary Shapley, and we've had you on the show numerous times, there seems to be an incredible amount of discipline and precision of speech and language from them. They are, they are very particular about the words that they use. And with respect to, you know, violation of a tax code, what is that, 6103 that pertains to privacy uh, under taxpayer laws or under tax laws, I can't imagine that they would have slipped up. Is there any instance in your mind where you can think, hmm, maybe that was, you know, maybe that was a little bit of outside of the bounds of what should have been disclosed publicly? No, and we don't have to try to imagine. The lawsuit itself lays out these instances. One of them is when I appeared um, on this program, and it specifically identifies (laughs) these things that it says are violations. One of the violations it claims is my co-counsel, Mark Lytle, simply writing a letter to Congress saying he had a client and needed to get 6103 authorization to talk about, at a broad level, this politically sensitive case with preferential treatment. Clearly, that's not a violation of the taxpayer privacy statutes. And so how any news organizations confirm the subject of that we don't that's not for the legal team to to determine right but we all along until that information was released by congress we said nothing about the specifics of any taxpayer in any way once congress votes to release that information and of course congress had the authority to receive it because they wrote an you know congress writes the taxpayer privacy laws they wrote an exemption for themselves to get info from whistleblowers once they vote to receive it it's public information and again that goes back to what jury judge norieka noticed and so hunter biden's attorneys try to say that even though it was out there publicly that gary shapley and joe ziegler were still somehow under some sort of obligation to not talk about it. But they have a First Amendment right like anyone else. And furthermore, they also have the protections of the Whistleblower Protection Act, which do protect in any non-tax situation disclosures to the media. So once that information was cleansed of its 6103 protections, it was it was open for us to be able to make these disclosures to the world. It's pretty extraordinary. This is the same legal team that has tried to get your clients investigated. It wasn't that long ago. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was 2019 or 2020 during the Trump impeachment trial. The Democrats were preaching, we have to protect whistleblowers. They deserve this important respect and reverence for the ability to blow the whistle. Now they want to put guys like uh, uh, Gary Shapley and Joe Ziegler in jail. They want to sue their agency for doing something that the law allows in which Congress voted in. What message are Democrats sending to whistleblowers all across this country with this latest action? Well, it clearly both discourages whistleblowers generally, and this was taken as an attempt to chill whistleblower disclosures in this case. So it's not just Gary Shapley and Joe Ziegler and trying to intimidate them to back down. It's also about others at the IRS who might be considering coming forward to blow the whistle in this case. And again, this also will have ramifications in any other case, because if people don't believe, you know, if potential whistleblowers don't believe they're going to be protected, they're not going to come forward with the important information about the waste, fraud and abuse in our federal government. So important. All right. So next action for your client, Gary Shapley, countersuit. 
Well, since Special Agent Shapley is not named as a as a subject, he's not a named party in this lawsuit. We, again, I, I, we have not yet had the full uh, made decisions about what comes next. But this is not this is not a suit against Gary Shapley. It's not a suit against us as the legal team. It's a suit against the IRS. And again, as Hunter's legal team notes, the IRS hasn't taken any steps to stop the whistleblowers, and which we know is because of those protections. So I don't know that you will see a countersuit. Again, they're just throwing spaghetti on the wall, and that's not of concern for us. What is a bigger concern is, you know, there are indications from uh, for instance, this weekend, the Wall Street Journal reporting that aides in the White House are frustrated with the Justice Department. They think it should be taking more aggressive strategy, prosecuting our clients. That is, uh, you know, that's concerning because that's based on the same silly information. But unlike a suit against the IRS, if prosecutors come after you, you know, even if on unfounded charges, that's of greater concern. And we've seen them do, you know, we've seen them take direction from the White House, such as in 2022, when a White House spokesperson said the president believes that Hunter Biden has done nothing wrong. And the D.C. U.S. attorney, whose office was considering the case at that time and had his first assistant recommending it, he reversed course at that point and he decided to not bring any charges against Hunter Biden in D.C. So, again, we've seen how public statements from the White House can have an impact on DOJ's operations. And so that's what we're watching is to see if DOJ takes its marching orders from the White House in this case. Wow. Yeah, that is something we all need to watch carefully. Um, uh, Tristan, there's been a tremendous effort by your clients to be able to describe this sort of pattern. You can't ask questions about Joe Biden. You can't have a search warrant for his uh, guest house or for his son's locker, even though you met the statute. Oh, you can't interview uh, uh, Hunter Biden because we tipped him off. You can't take this investigating. You can't ask that question. You can't talk to that witness. There's a new set of revelations today uh, that um, the FBI was uh, had a in Washington, separate of Gary Shapley, an informant coming in, providing information. And then the FBI in Delaware, the one working with David Weiss, told him to stand down. I know you probably don't have much visibility into that, but it seems to be more affirmation of a concerted effort to keep Joe Biden and Hunter Biden information from getting into the system. Just reactions from what you've been able to see in public today. It's interesting. I'm definitely curious to learn more. Um, you know, one of the examples of a case being shut down that Special Agent Shapley talked about in his transcript related to uh, a Hollywood attorney named Kevin Patrick Morris. And Special Agent Shapley talked about how Morris met Hunter Biden at a campaign finance event. Uh, Morris is who paid off the taxes that were due in late 19 or early 2020. And then when agents went to U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf and said that it looked like there might be campaign finance criminal violations, Leslie Wolf specified that she didn't want them looking back at that and she didn't want to have to include the public integrity unit. She didn't want other people looking over her shoulder. And these are the types of disclosures that Gary Shapley made within his chain of command saying this is obstruction and, and we think this is a real problem, which, of course, when U.S. Attorney Weiss learned about, he was not happy about. But so I'm very curious to see where this new reporting leads, um, you know, whether whether others investigated other avenues, we don't know. But it's very, very uh, disappointing to see all of the ways that Leslie Wolf blocked agents from investigating in Delaware. Yeah, absolutely stunning. Hmm. Tristan, before we go, we got about 30 seconds just on the legal side for Joe Biden there, as you said, throwing spaghetti against the wall, a lot of frenetic movements. We now, you know, in this lawsuit, there were misquotes and, and misnames and, and a lot of what seemed to be errors. Maybe they were intentional. I don't know. 
Um, and then you look at your side and Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler and just the discipline applied, the fact that Gary Shapley took handwritten notes. Um, what, what does that say about this case overall? Well, Gary Shapley is an extremely careful, methodical, thorough individual, as is Joe Ziegler. That's why they became IRS investigators. And so I think it shows when you're dealing with people like that, you better stick to the facts or otherwise you're going to get in trouble. Oh, we got a good one, folks. Before we go into the weekend, Monica Crowley, former Assistant Treasury Secretary, one of the great thought leaders, columnists, and television commentators I've ever come across, one of the main big thinkers in the conservative movement. Monica Crowley, right after these messages. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. She advised President Trump from the, uh, from the Treasury Department as a great advisor there, former assistant secretary there, and, of course, has been one of the most astute observers of Washington for a long time. She's our good friend, Monica Crowley, and she joins us right now. Monica, great to have you on. Great to be here, guys. Thank you. Um, so much going on today. Uh, the president trying to get people to forget about their paychecks, I guess, in that moment with uh, the Brazilian leader. But... Um, a lot of people really feeling the pain that their paycheck doesn't cover the bills as well as it used to, right? Absolutely, guys. And this is why he's trying to spin Bidenomics as something positive when the vast majority of Americans have had a negative experience under President uh, Biden with his uh, economy over the last now three years. They've experienced relentless inflation, sky high prices, sky high energy and gas prices. And uh, no end in sight. And when you add to that record consumer debt, where they're putting so much of their uh, everyday expenses on credit cards and going deeper into personal debt, we have a major economic crisis in this country at the personal level. Personal finances are really a major strain for most American families. So Biden and his team can put lipstick on a pig with this economy. But you know what? It's still a pig. <laughs> well, and is. Monica, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Um, with the announcement that interest rates are going to remain the same, fine, whatever, they're probably going to hike them again in November. But we now have topped a trillion dollars uh, of credit card debt. Cumulative inflation is now at 17 percent. A recent CNN poll found that 76 percent of Americans think that Biden's policies have either worsened economic uh, conditions or remain the same. When John and I were in Milwaukee last month for the debate, pretty much everyone was saying the economy is going to be the number one issue that I vote on. I know that Janet Yellen and Joe Biden are trying to tell the American people that Bidenomics is a good thing, but it seems like everyone sees Bidenomics as a negative aspect of this administration. 
Absolutely, because they're the ones living this economy on the ground every day. And, you know, the Democrats, including Joe Biden, for many decades have always professed to champion the middle class, the working class and the poor. And yet under Joe Biden, they have gotten squeezed the most by skyrocketing prices. You know, from the time that Joe Biden became president, prices are up 17.4% on average things like groceries and, and basic necessities that you just need to live. These are not luxury items, they're basic necessities. And real wages have fallen 3.1%. And the people who are getting squeezed right there in the middle, uh, in the center of the income ladder and at the, the lower end, they're the ones who are suffering the most. And yet there is no sense of that from this White House. There's been no economic course correction. In fact, the exact opposite, uh, Joe Biden just announced today at the UN and America Climate Corps. So that shows you where their economic priorities are. It's not with uh, relief from inflation and burdensome regulations and getting our energy sector back online so we can go back to being energy independent, but rather their focus is on climate change which doesn't even rank in the top like 20 top issues for the American people. Going into next year, this horrific Biden economy is going to have not just economic consequences as we've already seen, but political ones as well. Yeah, such a great point. And uh, that climate change agenda also is affecting the workers in the auto plants in Michigan. Yes, there's a strike going on there, but the real long-term underlying thing here is that a lot of those workers know their jobs are going away, going to China, the more Joe Biden pushes for electric vehicles that most people don't even want to buy. Tell us a little bit about how you handicap this UAW strike and what it may mean. A lot of people say to me in recent days, I'm not sure Michigan's going to be the auto capital of the world much longer. Uh, is Joe Biden in danger of throwing away Michigan with this uh, gambit that he's made with electric vehicles? Yeah, and perhaps Wisconsin and maybe some other swing states, Pennsylvania as well. Any of the states that are in the industrial rust belt that have tended toward Democrat or voted for Joe Biden last time, they're all up in the air now. Uh, because I think most people understand what this strike is all about, that he's putting the screws to the big three uh, automakers on EVs. And it's going to put a lot of auto workers out of work because the cost to build an EV is about 40% less than to build a combustion engine car. Yeah. So this push toward EVs is gonna put a lot of people out of work. Now, Joe Biden's whole political brand since the time he came on the political scene was, I'm an average guy from Scranton, Pennsylvania, and I am, I am in the brotherhood with unions. Well, you know, he's he's really putting the screws to the average worker in this country and in particular from a political angle in those states that he is going to need to win next year. I think it's very interesting. I think it's a masterstroke of former President Trump next week, rather than going from yeah. to the, uh, the next Republican debate being hosted by Fox Business, he's going to go to Detroit. And he's going to talk to those striking workers and he's going to truly be their champion as he was in the first four years of his administration. Yeah. Amazing moment. Yeah. And then the blue collar workers of America um, will will be excited to hear a message like that. Um, Monica, there have been a lot of devastating reversals under this president compared to President Trump's administration. One of the amazing things under President Trump, I know you had a part in this, um, was the the repatriation of billions of dollars worth of revenue and manufacturing and operations returning to U.S. shores. 
And it seems like, especially with the EV issue, but also in other sectors of our economy, that's being completely reversed by Biden. Is that true? Yes, 100%. I mean, President Trump came in, first of all, as a champion for the forgotten men and women of this country. And then he spent four years actually delivering for the forgotten men and women of this country. He restored about 500,000 manufacturing jobs to the U.S. And you'll recall his predecessor, uh, President Barack Obama, said, well, we can't do that. Globalism is too far down the track. I don't have a magic wand. Well, Donald Trump didn't have a magic wand to bring those jobs back either, Amanda, but he did have a pro-growth economic strategy based on tax cuts, regulatory relief, unleashing our great energy sector and fairer trade deals. Those four economic pillars delivered the kind of blue collar boom, economic boom and manufacturing renaissance, or at least the beginning of one uh, that Biden has now thrown into reverse because he took most, if not all of Trump's economic policies and put a stop to them all. So all of that progress then was stopped dead in its tracks. And that is really unfortunate for working men and women across this country. Yeah, there's no doubt. Monica, we just got a minute left. I wish we had so much more time. So many more questions I could ask. Um, Republicans on the Hill, this is an economic election that's trending their way. What advice would you give them through this budget debate that's become, well, kind of dysfunctional? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly chaos in Capitol Hill. But then again, what else is new? And I think nobody on Capitol anything until the midnight hour and their hair is on fire. So I expect that routine to continue with these uh, latest negotiations. But look, you know, Kevin McCarthy got the speakership because he made a series of concessions to those 10 or 12 Republican holdouts who would not vote for him unless he agreed to uh, a firm commitment to reigning in government spending. This year alone, we're at a $2 trillion national deficit Okay, and we're at $33 trillion in the national debt. Those numbers are climbing with every passing minute. We cannot go on like this. And while the House conservatives are really um, attracting the lion's share of criticism, they are exactly right. Hold out and shut the government down if you have to, to get this thing, at least begin to get this thing under control. All right, folks, that wraps up our Friday edition of John Solomon Report. So grateful you can join. Hey, remember, if you want to have a say in what sort of appliances are going to be in your home in the future, go to handsoffmystove.com today. Sign up, join the legion of Americans who are deeply concerned about the future of government regulation dictating what sort of appliances, ceiling fans, gas stoves, gas furnaces, gas water heaters, you name it. If you want to have a say, go to handsoffmystove.com today and go join up. That wraps it up. We'll be back tomorrow with our Saturday edition. God bless you and good night. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with
with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 98 98 right now.